John Vogel, NFL Draft Blitz. I'm sitting here with Nick Andrews. He's a defensive lineman from Bethel University. You've been through the ringer a little bit here, man, haven't you? Yes, sir. Uh, it's been a long <laughs> journey. It's been a long journey, long journey. But... Long journey, but hey, man, at the end of the day, it's where it's where the journey takes you that matters, right? Like that's the yes, goal. sir. Yeah, yes, so, sir. And it, it's gotten you to the FCS Bowl. You're going to the Tropical, so a bunch of really good stuff, really good positive momentum going in mm -hmm. this off season. So actually, I know I said we were going to start with one thing, but I got to ask about this first. So FCS Bowl, mm -hmm. you got the chance to play there in December. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that and what you were able to take away from that experience. Oh man. I needed that. I'm I'm so like I'm really like I'm really glad that I went because I needed that for and, and I say this to everybody, it's one thing that the man said to me that stuck to me through the whole like time we was there the weekend. He said, when people try to get to the NFL from any school that's not a power five school, he was like, it, it's not necessarily their ability to get in, it's the process. And so me, I didn't know no process of how to get here. I didn't know how I was going to get to the next level. I don't know where things are going to go from now. But by going to that uh, bowl game, I learned more on what did I, what were my next steps? What did I need to do in order to go be successful, in order to get even, like, a look into the league, you know? And I think that's a real eye-opener for, like, people that are coming out of college to want to go pro because a lot of people don't know the process of getting there because it's a hard process. I mean, if you're not at a Power 5 school, anything after that you're labeled as a small school and then you're down you're less than the two percent that's already going in the nfl already you're already under them so you're like like what 0.9 percent of an advantage so i mean it's it i learned that a lot out there and then also i built bonds with players that you know i feel like have a shot of going next going next level going pro and we stay in contact and i went against a lot of good talent out there you know and my biggest thing was worrying about i've never faced D1 talent, you know, I mean, like that since probably like high school, but they wasn't big guys then at the time, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So going against like better talent, like D1 talent, you know, it was kind of an eye opener and like the things that I needed to work on, you know, things that I could do and things that I can't do against them, you know what I mean? It was just mm -hmm. a good challenge to have because I never knew how I would do against D1 players. So overall, the, the trip was amazing. Uh, I like Daytona, I liked how to how the place looked. I like being by the beach and everything. And um, um, Coach Mike Corley, he runs a good like program over there. So I really had a good time there. I really enjoyed it. Now it's funny too because Daytona Beach. It's not just a. It's not just a football place, man. That's that's where yeah. NASCAR starts every year, man. The biggest race of the year is Daytona Five Hundred. Yeah, we but, went past the speedway. It was pretty nice. It was yeah, pretty nice. That's my first time ever seeing it. Yeah, that's my first time ever seeing it. When you see one of those speedways, man, it always takes you back a little bit at first. So, like, mm. when I was growing up, I was a huge Dale Earnhardt fan. Uh, one of my earliest memories is me crying, bawling my eyes out. It's like I'm four or five years old because he died. You know, my parents were having to explain yeah. to me that he was not going to be racing anymore. But, you know, there's a – you see these these racetracks, man, it always takes you back. You're always just like, wow, like – yeah huge i didn't think it was that big in person i was like man this is huge I was just, <laughs> on tv <laughs> they don't make it look that big but in person this thing is huge like so when did you start playing football nick was this something that you kind of you've always done your entire life or is this are you one of these late people these late bloomers as they like to say that got into it sort of somewhere in high school 
Now, I started playing. So my mom, crazy thing about it is my mom didn't let me play football until like my sixth grade year almost. I've been one of the places I was like in third grade, but she was just scared I was going to get hurt. So the crazy thing about it is this is what happened. I was in I was in school and I got in trouble and they's like, oh, this kid, man, he he has ADHD. Da, 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 da. Well, one of my family members was like, I don't think he has ADHD. I just think he has a lot of energy. He just needs to go do something. So my mom was like, he ain't playing football. He ain't playing football. So it was kind of hard to convince her to let me play. So my sixth grade year, she finally like, let me play. She let me go out for it. You know what I mean? And I've been playing since since then. But I didn't start playing D-line like 110% playing D-line until I got to college. Because when I was... When I was at um, when I was in high school, I played everywhere. Like I was at linebacker, I was at D line sometimes. A couple snaps, so I was like outside linebacker standing up. So I didn't play D line truly until I got in college. Yeah, that makes sense too. And so we just what kind of walked through this a little bit because I was trying to find this information on the internet, mm-hmm. and uh, you came out of high school and you started at what was the school again? Uh, Harding University. Harding University. That's right. So you started at Harding as mm-hmm. a freshman. That was 2018, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so you left Harding. You went to Lions. Mm-hmm. Went to and Lions. So you, I think we were talking about this. What got you? What What was What was that? What was the decision that gets you to you know to bring you to Lions? Basically, basically. Mm-hmm. So when leave it when I was leaving Harding, it was it was just mutual agreement you know, between me and the coaches there that uh, it wasn't the right fit for me. Not saying, like, like I love that coaching staff. Like, I, I, I appreciate Coach Simmons, uh, Coach Mo, Coach Tribble, all those guys at Harding. It, it really meant a lot to me. Like, those guys take me under my take me under their wing at such a young mm-hmm. age. So, but it was just, like, the school, the, the school fit wasn't for me at the time, and I, it was just best for me to go play somewhere else, you know. And like I said, like it's it's nothing against those guys. Like I I love those guys still to this day. But it was just I needed to go somewhere where it would be better for me, where I could flourish. And so that's how I ended up at Lions, because uh, I, the coach there was a former CFL coach. And so my thinking was like, man, hey, this guy coached the CFL D line at that. So if I could play for this guy, learn from him how to do things, I'll be, you know what I mean? I'll, it'll yeah. increase my game. So. I really went to go play for him at Lion. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the, like, I really didn't want to go there because I felt like I was so much bigger than NAI. But I was like, you know, who gets to get in front of a CFL coach, that coach D-Line, who gets this opportunity, you know? So I took that opportunity and I went to Lion there to play for him. And you played there for a year? Mm-hmm. And you ended up going, you followed coach over to Purdue yeah. State. I followed him to Peru State because he said he was leaving uh, Lion. So when he when he said he was leaving, I was going to stay at Lion. I was like, man, like I didn't really want to transfer again. I didn't really want to leave. So I was like, I'm just going to stay here and just, you know, finish out my years. Well, when I told him that I was staying, he told me, he was like, hey, man, like I think you got a shot of going playing somewhere next level. He's like, you keep working with me. Let me keep like coaching you up and like working you out. You'll get there. So I trusted him. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna go to you with go to you to Peru. So we was at Peru for two years. We was there for the COVID year 2020. And we was there 2021 season. And uh after the two years, he decided to leave. And I was like, okay, 
at that point, I was stuck in an environment that I didn't want to be in. I didn't want to be in like that small town. It was so small. Like it was, the, everything was on one street. So it was like, I didn't want to be in that small environment away from my family. Cause I was almost like 12, 13 hours away from my family. Right. Being up so I was like, I want to go somewhere closer to home, you know, and play, play at a school where I could get like a better chance of playing for the, uh, playing for the national championship. So I love, uh, Peru and went to Bethel and Bethel I fell in love with Bethel like I fell in love with the coaches though like the coaches like convinced me like hey uh you want to win if you want to win and play in a better conference come here you know they just kept it straight like that and I was like you know that's not much of buttering up a player you know what I mean but they just kept it simple like hey you want to win you want to go next level you want to compete come here so I was like okay you know they they kind of put it straight forward so I was like and when coach Jasper was like the credibility and coach Springer, the guys he knows, it was like, you know, I had no choice but to go to Bethel then. Like it made perfect sense. And it was close to home. My family was like seven, eight hours away. So it was closer than 13. So, and then that's how I ended up at Bethel. Interesting. And you guys had a great year at Bethel too. It's one of the best years Bethel's mm-hmm. had in a long time. You know, they went 11 mm-hmm. and one and you guys made a nice little run. So talk a little bit about the season and some of the things that kind of fit in mm-hmm. that, you know, like, I guess that, you figured out during the year that just kind of hit you like the light bulb moment, you know, Oh, that's how you do this. Well, um, so what, <laughs> and it goes back to like my mentality on things. So when I first came in, you know, and how we, how we did things, coach Springer set the tone from day one. He was like, Hey, this is the standard. And then this is the standard. He said, y'all going to set the standard. Y'all going to set the tone every day. So we got to get 1% better. And that was my mentality already. Like, you got to get better than what you was yesterday. So mm-hmm. to me, meeting Coach Springer and his mentality, how he said on the defense, that that's me. Like, I, I understood what he meant. So as a team, we all knew that together, you know, we didn't want to lose. You know, we didn't, we didn't like, we wouldn't let nobody come in and say, like, this is their year because we honestly knew that this was our year, you know. Right. We came up short in the first round, but like how we played throughout the year, if you turn on that film and you watch Bethel from game one to game 12, like how we played and like how like our mentality was, we played together as a unit. Like we stood together, we did everything together. So when the light bulb hit me that like, okay, yeah, when we played, um, we played, we played Georgetown in Georgetown. And at the time, they were the number, I think, six or eight team in the nation at the time, man. It was it was a tough game. It was a real tough game. I mean, I think we won 24-14, but it's like it was at that moment where we was down. It was like fourth and two, and the coach Jasper was trying to decide, should he go for it or not? And I think the whole defense just walked up to Coach Jasper. They said, Coach, go for it. If you mess up, we got it. So we didn't get it. We didn't get the first. So then when the defense got out there, we stopped them in like two plays. We got a pick and turned around. Offense got the ball in like the 30. So at that moment, I knew like, okay, yeah, this defense, like these guys, like they coming to win. So that's when the light bulb hit me about the team. Like we could be great, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. So we already kind of talked about the FCS Bowl. You're some of the things that kind of stand out on tape. You said, I think that you're right. The tape does look good, you know, from what I've seen, which is mm-hmm. a little bit at this point. I well, at some point, you know, like 
the idea is I'm, I hope I'm going to have a full report on you at some point. Mm-hmm. That'll be out on the internet for everybody else to see, hopefully getting more attention and all that stuff. But what I have seen is you've got really good, you got a really good first step and you've got really good short area quickness, short bursts, right? So mm-hmm. then you've also, you know, I think we were talking a little bit before we got on about, you know, running backside, chasing plays backside, that kind of thing. What do you think is your greatest strength right now? The greatest asset that you have in your in your game? Um, man, I say, I say my pass rush because I'm I'm a lethal pass rusher no matter where you put me. I could rush at the nose at three tech and end, and so I feel like that also like being versatile is one of my strong sets too. Like you could coach me up at full on head up nose at, and I'm 287 so I can play full head up nose then I can go play D tackle for you then I can go out there and play a five for you if you need me so I feel like that's one of my strong suits is like as far as a player being able to be versatile being able to pass rush through each on each part of the D line um I also think another strength that I have is uh like you said my first step and my quickness I feel like with me I'm the quickest dude off the ball, you know? So I feel like I'm, I'm gonna beat you before you beat me. Like my hand's gonna hit you before you hit me. So I feel like that's also one of my strengths as well as my quick first step. It is, is you know, Dar- Daryl Middleton, is he gonna argue that point with us right now? Is, is he gonna try to? <laughs> I, I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't see real move before the real move. And man, that man is, uh, Freak of nature, six seven running like that. That man's a freak. But I tell you this, though, I told, I was like, I told him all the time. I was like, look, the first five or ten, I might get you. I might get you in the first step, the first couple steps, I might get you. But no, nah, man, he's 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 a crazy athlete too. But I think I think he'll, I think me and him, uh, we got to race one day about that uh, first ten yard. Oh, never raced. Hey, never that's, raced. Over, that's man. that's something that needs to change, Nick. You need to make that happen, dude. I know I got to see if I can beat him. I, I, haven't, I haven't called him out on it because I'm a fr- I hate losing. So if he beat me, I'm mad about it. <laughs> so I'm going to be mad. At so him confident in yourself right hey, now. <laughs> I'm going to be mad at him a couple of days if he beat me. I ain't going to want to uh, talk to him. So I'm like, nah. Uh, well, the season's over. So you might as well now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I think, can be mad at him for our, a couple of days. Yeah, I think we're going to have our shot again, though. I'm going to race him. And uh, when I beat him, oh, man, he ain't going to hear it from him. I'm only going to race him one time. So if I beat him, he's, he's done. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, you got to keep that 100% rate, man. You hit yeah. that 100% and you keep it at 100%. You don't you don't yeah. get a chance to make it 50. It's not worth it. Yeah, he's done. He's done. If I beat him one time, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. So, uh, so in terms of where you, what are some of the things that you're working on this offseason that you want to kind of shore up? You want to be sure that, you know, scouts, evaluators, all those people, mm. you're going to kind of tell them, hey, this is not going to be a problem with me in the future. Mm-hmm. So one thing, um, a lot of scouts, like, even when I was at the FCS Bowl, like, a lot of scouts, what they told me, they was like, you know, you play really good. We like how you play. A lot of people want to see my combine numbers, like, what I'm running the 40, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do in the 5 10, 5 in the broad jump. So really this offseason, I've been trained on that because I've never really been trained to do that stuff. Like, I've never in my life been trained to run a 40, to run a 5 10, 5 or anything like that. Like, everything I've ever done is just – just been off like raw abilities like I've never really had like a true like D-line trainer as well either so I feel like with me this offseason what I'm doing is I'm working on my speed and you know learning how to do the drill so when my pro day comes up I can kill it you know because playing because playing like 
obviously, like, by the film and, like, me going out to the ball game and dominating, like, playing is not the problem, you know. So, but these scouts, they want to see my combine numbers. That's what's next. So, this whole offseason, I've been focused on, like, working on that, working on 40 starts and, you know, working on my bench to get my um, 225 more, like, more reps on that. So, that's mostly my offseason look, you know what I'm saying? And also probably get my feet a little bit better, you know. I got good feet, but I want to have great feet in order to be above everybody else. Right. So, what are you benching right now, Nick? Sir, what are you benching right now? Uh, I probably do maybe four hundred five, three eighty five. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I used to be like three forty, three twenty, three thirty, somewhere in that like three twenty to three forty range, and I was able to bench like four twenty. You know, but now it's like I lost all that weight. I'm like two eighty seven now, so it's like. The weight kind of get a little bit heavier when you tone yourself out and you just, you know what I mean? You don't got all that fat on you. So, I mean, but I can get about 405, maybe 385-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, between that's those not bad two. at all. That's not bad yeah. at all. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, what is that last message? I mean, I guess that impression that you want to leave on a team. When you finish up a meeting, you're walking out, uh, they're walking away from you. You guys are done. What is that? What impression do you want them to have about you? What do you what is that thought that they that you want to leave on them about what kind of player you're going to bring to their team? Mm-hmm. Somebody that um, for any team that like picks me up or looks at me, I want them to let them know, like, I'm going to come in and work like day one, you know, and I know coming in wherever I go, I'll be a rookie and I'll be, I'll be at the bottom of the bottom, you know, but at the end of the day, it's only the strong survive in this game. It's a business, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with me, I feel like I'm going to work. I'm going to work my way up because I've always I've always had to work. I've always had to prove myself to somebody, whether it been a coach, whether it been like outside of like football and in life. I've always had to like prove myself to somebody. So I feel like with this mentality, me coming in, I know like with college, your mentality is, OK, I'm guaranteed this. I'm guaranteed that. But my mentality coming into the league, I'm not guaranteed games because I can get cut the next day if things don't go as planned you know what I mean yeah so for like coaches and like like and scouts that's like want to get me or pick me up like I'm coming into work and I'm coming in for spots like I don't want to be a guy that's fourth on the depth chart all year long like I'm I'm going to come for spots and I'm going to outwork the person in front of me you know and also I'm I think I'm also like I don't, I'm also a good leader, but I'm not very vocal about it. Like, I'm not a vocal person. I'm not going to yell at somebody and be like, hey, y'all need to do this, do that. I'm the type of person where I'm going to be like, you know, we need to do this to win. You know what I'm saying? We need to do this together in order to get better the next day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for any team that's coming to, like, look at me, just know I'm I'm coming in with a mentality like a chip on my shoulder. So that's the impression I want to leave. Good stuff, Nick. Good stuff as always. Good luck to you in the process. It's going to be crazy. You know, this is a very negative mm. process. You just got to stay positive through it, but keep mm. focusing on the silver linings. You're going to get that mm. shot, man. You just got to work for it. Yes, sir. I, w- I do appreciate it. I'm, I'm trying. It's, you know, like I said, it's always the process that's hard. It's never the ability. So yeah. once I get through the process, I get in the door, then everything will be easier. So, Heck yeah, you know, man. I'm just that's waiting for that call from somebody, you know, like I said, and like, and like, I, told, and like I told my parents, so I said, somebody's going to call, you know, and it's about whoever they want to take a gamble on. They want to take a gamble on me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best bet they ever made in their life, you know. So, I just hope, you know, somebody pick me up, you know. You're going you're gonna to get that shot, Nick. Don't worry too much about it. 
you know, just, you know, you'll stay focused. You'll, you'll get that shot. So mm -hmm. thanks mm -hmm. for your time. Thanks for everything. And thank uh, you. Yeah.